So we're going to start this morning off with a Bible knowledge question. A Bible knowledge question. Jesus was full of what following his baptism? Right, the Holy Spirit. And it's important to know that Bible knowledge question. So here's another one. You who believe in Jesus, what fills you up? Holy Spirit. And because you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you are a child of God. Saved, loved, and redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And because you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you also have been given a gift or gifts from the Father. Gifts that have been given to you to use for His glory. And so it's important that you know you are gifted. If you've been here every single week of January, you'll understand that you're probably tired of hearing this. You are gifted. You really are. And if you don't think you are, if you don't know what your gift is, ask. We'll let you know. Come and talk to the staff. We'd love to help you figure that out. Or, or ask someone that you, you really care for. Maybe you don't care for the staff. <laughs> but maybe you care about your friends or your family. Go and ask them. Or you took the gifted inventory that we wanted you to take, and, and you're like, huh, this really doesn't make sense. Well, come talk to us. We, we want you to understand that, that you're, gift, you're gifted, and, and, and we want you to be aware of that, and now we want you to intentionally use your gifts. We want to help you develop them. And we've done this for a reason. We've done this for a purpose, so that you can be generous with your gifts. Jesus was... Immediately after the time in the wilderness following his baptism, Jesus got to work. And he got to work using his gifts. He began his work in the ministry. He began to use the gifts that God gave him for the growth of his kingdom. So another question. What were some of the gifts that Jesus had? Healing. Preaching. What's that? Patience? Yeah, that's a good one. And the thing is with this, he was never worried about using the gifts that God had given to him. He, he did healings, he did miracles, he had lots of patience, and yeah, he did a lot of teaching and preaching. He didn't care what others thought of him. He was even rejected in his own hometown. It, it didn't matter. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. So he used the gifts that he had been given for the glory of God and for the advancement of God's kingdom. And who was Jesus using his gifts for? His family? No, they thought he was crazy. The kingdom? Was he using them for Jews? Some of the times? Was he using them for Gentiles and Romans and Samaritans? Yes, yes, and yes. It didn't matter who it was, did it? Jesus was using his gifts to bless people. So you could say he was generous. Jesus was generous in the use of his gifts. So to understand this a little bit, let's look at that second reading that Kent read for us, Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, beginning there in verse 38. 
Right off the bat, you see him here helping his friends, right? Luke 4, 38. He arose and left the synagogue and entered Simon's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was ill with a high fever, and they appealed to him on her behalf. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever and left her. Immediately she rose and began to serve them. He helps his friends. He shared his gifts with his friends. Okay? Then what? Well, let's keep looking at verse 40. When the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on them, and every one of them, and healed them. And demons came out of sun. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak. So he helped the Jews. He helped those that were around him, right? Now look at verse 42 and 43. When it was day, he departed and went to a desolate place. And the people sought him and came to him and would have kept him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well. For I was sent for this purpose. The people chased after Jesus. They wanted more of him. But they wanted more of him for who? Themselves. That they wanted more of his blessings, his gifts. Now, can we blame them? No, of course not. But Jesus was teaching here as he always is. He was saying, I must preach the good news of the kingdom. I must go to other parts of the kingdom, of this land, to other towns as well. For this is the purpose I was sent. Jesus is teaching us here to be generous. He was being generous with his gifts. He was saying, they're not just for this family. They're not just for this group of friends. They're not just meant for one set of people. They're for all. Because Jesus' kingdom knows no boundaries. It knows no boundaries. His gifts of love, mercy, and grace. His gifts of healing, hope, and renewal. His gifts of bringing life from death is for all. So he must go. He must be generous with the gifts that God had given him. Now, if Jesus was generous and is teaching us to be generous, then we have to take stock right now and, and, and see where are we at. Are, are we being generous with the gifts God has given to us? Maybe the first thing we need to do is ask the question of ourselves in our own minds, who are these gifts for? I don't want you to answer, I just want you to think in your mind. Who are these gifts that you have for? Who are the abilities you have for? In Barna and Luther Nowers Ministries' um, study on this, statistics showed that U.S. adults who know and understand their gifts well, 49% say that their gifts are for their family. 43% say they're for anyone who can benefit from them, and 37% say they are for themselves. Now, of, of practicing Christians, 
Practicing Christians have, have been identified then now as those who self-identify as a Christian, who say their faith is very important in their lives, and they have attended a worship service one time in the last month. This was done in July of 2020. Okay, so a practicing Christian here is identified as those who self-identify as a Christian, who say their faith is very important in their lives, and they have attended a worship service at least once in the last month. 58% of these people say their skills are for their family. 54% say their gifts are for anyone who can benefit from them. And 59% believe their gifts are to be used for God. But here's the thing. Only one in four practicing Christians is generous in sharing their gifts. Now, where did Barna come up with this number? I know they came up with it from their definition of, of this giftedness journey that we have been on these past few weeks. So they came up with it from those who are aware of their gifts, intentional in developing their gifts, and then generous with those gifts. So generous practicing Christians know and understand their gifts very well, they have gifts they know they want to develop. They have already put some effort into developing these gifts in some way. They are more likely to say they believe their gifts are intended for the benefit of others rather than themselves. And they have invested in the development of someone else's giftings. One out of four. So if only... One in four of practicing Christians, or one of every four of us gathered here today, because we're worshiping, are, are generous with our gifts, then we all have some room for improvement. Because isn't that what this life is about? You're forgiven of your sins. And you're given a great opportunity. So if, if you and I, if we are not using our gifts, if we are not developing our gifts, if we are not being generous with the gifts that we have been given, guess what? We are sinning. We're sinning by omission. We're sinning by not doing this. but we're forgiven, right? That's why you come here. That's why you remind yourself of what Jesus did. You and I are forgiven. We repent. Father, I messed up. We, we confess our sins. We confess we have failed to use our gifts. And repentance means not only confessing, but it then says you are striving to do better. You're trying to turn away from not doing it, Right? So we confess we have failed, and now we strive to do better. We strive to use our gifts generously for the kingdom. We all need to hear this. Me too, right? But we also need to hear, just like I do too, our sins are forgiven. Your, your failure to use your gifts for others, forgiven. Your desire to not be generous, forgiven. Now what? 
Right? You can come back here and, and then you can hear the same thing again next week. But, but now what? Now, now that we know we've been forgiven and we've been given another chance, we have this, this new day, this new opportunity, this new moment to use the gifts that God has given to us and that are being developed in us for his glory. Why? For the building up of the ministry, for the body of Christ. And we can do it with joy in our hearts and smiles on our faces. If if Jesus was generous in using his gifts and sharing them with all of us, and and we're followers of Jesus, and we say we want to learn and grow and, and be more like Jesus, guess what? So we should strive to be, too, generous with the gifts that God has given to us. How do you do this by yourself? You don't. So we go back to the first questions that we looked at in our message time together today. Who's inside you? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has filled you up. You're a believer, right? Some of you are, I guess. That's good. All y'all are. You can answer. It's okay. I know it's a Lutheran church, but you know, sometimes we don't feel like it. God has given you this amazing faith in Jesus. And this faith he has instilled in you is generous. Have you ever thought about this? How how generous he is in, in giving you this faith? For from God, through Christ, right to you, you've been forgiven. Saved and redeemed. From God, through Christ, you are his child. You are his, and because you are his, he has gifted you, and he intends for you to be generous with the gifts you have received. And that generosity can only come from one spot. You know where that is? Your heart. Where the Lord lives. Where the Holy Spirit works. Not only bringing you to this faith and and keeping you in this faith, but growing you in this faith. You see, you grow in your faith by not just adding more and more to your brain. You grow in your faith by using what you know, by, by using your gifts. Because the point of your gift is for more than just filling a volunteer gap. That was a direct quote to pastors and church leaders in the stuff I've been reading The point of your gift is for more than just a volunteer gap at the church. That's part of it, but pastors, you got to think beyond that. So that means the people got to think beyond that too. So what we're doing here, what we're we're trying to do here is we're trying to teach you, to equip you for for ministry. We're, We're discipling you to understand and believe that knowing, growing, and using your gifts meets relational, spiritual, and community needs. And also that it makes a difference. You make a difference for others. You make a a difference for the kingdom. And you make a tremendous difference when you use your gifts generously. Again, I'm going to say it. We can't make you. You could listen to this and just say, oh, just shut up, pastor. That's fine. 
We, we, can't, we can't make you do this. But the Holy Spirit can do some powerful things once he gets a hold of your heart. The heart. That's where I want to finish up today. So I'm going to invite you to that first reading. I'm going to invite you to the book of Exodus, chapter 35. And maybe when you heard Kent reading, all you thought was, man, that's a lot of words. I'm so glad I don't have to read that one. Or, or maybe you thought, I'm so glad that we do not have to stand for that reading. Here's the thing. There's a pattern within those words. A, a pattern that emerges. So invite you there into Exodus 35. Moses says there in, in verse 4, to, to all the congregation. He, he's calling for the attention of everyone because he has something important to say. Something important to say because the Lord had commanded it. So Moses was speaking for who? The Lord. Huh. Similar to what pastors are supposed to do today, right? Speak for the Lord. I'm called by you to teach, to equip you, the saints, for the work of ministry. Okay? So that's what we're going to do. Whether we like it or not, we're going back to the Word to see what God says. It's my job to make sure we do this. So Moses said, From among you, from among all you all, that's plural, whoever is of a generous heart, let him bring. Whoever is of a generous heart, let him bring. And then he starts to talk about it, right? You can look at verses 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9. He just lays them all out. It's, it's gold, it's silver, it's fine linen, it's goat hair. It's, it's all these different things. Whoever is of a generous heart, let him bring. Then you got verse 10. Whoever is of a generous heart, let every skillful craftsman among you come and make all that the Lord has commanded. We can't forget the generous heart part just because it's, you know, five verses back. It still fits in here. Let every skillful craftsman come. And, and, and you read more there. It's like, okay, let's come and build, let's come and craft, let's come and paint, let's come and plumb. And then the people departed. Now drop to verse 21. It's the only one I'm going to read from here because it's super important. Verse 21 says, And they came, everyone whose heart stirred him and everyone whose spirit moved him. I'm going to stop there. You can read the rest. They came. Everyone whose heart was stirred, everyone whose spirit had moved them, they came. They brought their gifts. They brought their money. They brought their fine goods. They, they brought their giftedness, their skills and abilities, both men and women. All who were of a willing heart, they came. 
Everyone who was moved by the Spirit, whose heart was stirred, they came. But what was it that stirred them? What, what moved them to come? What moved them to give of their monies, to use their giftedness? What moved them to be so generous of all the gifts that God had given them? Was it Moses? No, it was God's word. God's word caused these people to be generous. All of them? Nope. Not all of them. Verse 26, all the women whose hearts stirred them to use their skill. So not all the women, but no, all the women who had their hearts stirred by God's word, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 29, all the men and women whose heart moved them to bring anything, to bring any gift, to bring any skill for the work of the Lord, brought it as a free will offering to the Lord. I love this. So all the men and all the women whose heart has moved them to bring any gift, any skill for the word, Lord brought it as a free will offering. They wanted to. They were not guilted into it. They were not pushed into it. Nobody's making you do anything is what the word says here. We're not making you do this. They wanted to do it. They wanted to give generously to the Lord because they were moved, not by Moses, but by God's word. This whole month, I've been up here teaching and sharing with you God's word. I've, I've been trying to equip you, the saints, for the work of the ministry We've set before you opportunities to become aware of your gifts. We're working on not only encouraging you to, to be intentional in the use of your gifts, but, but we're striving to develop ways for you to, to grow in them and use them. And now today, we're learning that the intent of these gifts is for them to be used generously. And all I can do now is pray. Pray that... You're moved by God's word. Not by me, just the delivery dude, okay? Pray that you're, you're moved by God's word, moved in your heart, stirred in your spirit by God and his word, by what he's done for you. And for me, he loves you. He believes in you. He's gifted you for more. He wants you to use your gifts to contribute them to the church. And I'm not just talking about the four walls of the building. This is God's church where he has placed you here in River Falls. And he's placed you here for a purpose, for his purpose. He's gifted you for his purpose. He's chosen you for his purpose. And I pray every day that you see this. And I, and I pray that you believe this. I pray that you are moved in your heart by the word of God to know, to grow, to go, and share your gifts for his church. Now, does that mean every one of you will? I pray so. For I want you all to see 
I want you all to believe, not only in Jesus, but also to believe and see what God can and do through you and your gift for his kingdom. Let the Holy Spirit work on your heart. Let him. Let him do something inside you for others. And friends, watch out for for when the Holy Spirit moves hearts, when the Holy Spirit stirs the hearts of God's people together when they're moving in one unified direction, generously sharing the gifts of Jesus that they have been given, knowing and believing that they were sent for a purpose, for building up the body of Christ, when each part is working properly together, oh man, watch the body go and grow building itself up day after day in the love of Jesus Christ. No guilt here. All God's word. Inviting you by the power of the Holy Spirit to know, to believe that you have been gifted for more. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.